Uh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the photo show. Uh, we've been missing for uh, a few weeks, uh, but uh, we're all back and raring to go with uh, tonight's show. Uh, with me tonight are Ian. Good evening, Ian. Good evening. How are you? Very well, actually. I'm enjoying the uh, the longer days. I have to say, um, it's been you know the winters are hard, hard photography-wise. When you, you, know, you leave the house in the morning, it's pitch black. You leave work and it's pitch black. And the last two weeks are really just sort of managed now to start, you know, get home from work, grab the camera and and go out, uh, which has been really nice. And this this was one actually one from a couple of nights ago. Uh, oh, so it's been yeah, the camera's had some good some good use the last couple of weeks. Good, good to hear. And Damien, good evening, Damien. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Yes, uh, it's been a good week and enjoyed myself and. Uh, as I say, yes, the long the long days are really good to see. It just means getting up a bit earlier in the morning too, if you want to get out for some of those pictures. Yeah, and we've had some really really clear nights as well, haven't we? Some of the some of the nights out there have been uh, and some cold weather. They have got yeah quite quite good. So looking forward, to a lot a lot of uh, spring daffodils around and stuff like that starting to. But uh, apparently we're in for a bit 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 worse maybe the next week or so so we'll see how that goes um unfortunately neil can't be with us tonight which is a shame because we wanted to uh, take the mickey out of his new camera but uh, we'll save that for the next time okay let's uh, let's see what we've got in the news section So what's been happening uh, in the camera world? So one of the worst things we've seen is uh, obviously the effect of all these cost rises. We're all being battered left, right and centre by different cost rises. Uh, there's a new one, I'm afraid, to, to factor in for photographers. Uh, Ian, you saw this um, from Fuji. Yeah, and it was announced on uh, the 1st of April. Um, and the first thing that the article says is it's not an April Fool's joke, unfortunately. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, Fujifilm set to increase prices by as much as 164%. Um, but this is hitting their sort of film and chemicals line rather than sort of hardware at the minute. So not affecting sort of lenses and camera bodies, um, but film and chemicals at the moment. Um, it's interesting. I wonder if, if manufacturers are trying to protect, you know, eating into their own margins on some of the cameras and lenses um you know before trying to pass some of the cost on or you know because they're they're high ticket items already if you know what i mean so whereas you i guess you can imagine them the margins on film and chemicals are not that great to start with so they've almost got to pass some of that cost on mm. whereas with well, the, the bodies and the lenses I'd, I'd imagine there's there's a bit more margin to play with albeit at a cost of their own sort of profit margin um, but how long it'll be before those those things start going up who knows is the um, film market a niche market now rather than the other way around of 20 years ago when the digital was the niche have you I done, think it is. Have so you done film work at all in the last few years no i've not i've not dabbled into it no i haven't i've got i've got my old yashika i used to have a, a, a yashika that i loved and i've sometimes thought about putting the film back into it but then I always remember why I didn't do the uh, the film. It was just the cost and the delay of getting the film. But to some people, it's, 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 it's an exciting thing to get back into because sometimes film gives you a little bit extra on the higher readings or the lower readings of the light and the way that it it, it, it does things. But um, 
No, I quite like digital. I've never really fancy going backwards into film. And is it is it still in the professional world, Ian? Do, do pros use film at all, or is it nearly all gone over to digital? I think if pros, are, well, this might just my opinion. I think if pros are using it, it's more just for their own sort of uh, enjoyment, curiosity. If you, if you know what I mean. I mean, I, you know, there are YouTube photographers out there using both. You know, but they're using the film just because they want to, rather than a than a need or a necessity. Um, I think it's a really good point, though, like, like about what you're saying about being niche, because I think that's another reason that drives the price up, because it's sort of economies of scale, isn't it? They're not sending yeah. a lot to start with, so um, yeah. But uh, it seems to be the world that we're in at the moment, isn't it? Everything uh, seems to be going up. Yeah. Well, I think um, well, one of the, the other points we were going to talk about as well is is uh, the shortage of chips. Now, I don't know if it's related in the same way, but there is such a shortage of chips worldwide, not just for cameras, we're talking, not talking about just our own, but, but for, for cars, for washing machines, for, for nuclear power stations, everything are suffering from this shortage of semiconductors, um, which if there's always a shortage, there's always a price rise. So is that is that going to eventually feed into... Uh, camera prices, camera bodies. Um, I was reading there that Canon have now announced it's, there's almost a six-month delay in getting their very latest technology, uh, lenses, the R-series, uh, and things like that. Uh, and I think they're trying to drop some of their least successful models so that they can cannibalise the, the parts from that into their high-end models. Uh, I presume the other manufacturers must be in a similar kind of boat. Um, but that, that again, uh, that's going to drive up prices for kit. And then, of course, the overall yeah. increase in energy costs. All these companies have to make the stuff in a factory somewhere, don't they? So uh, they're all being affected by the by the energy price. So you know, we could be in for a while, for a period where um, prices start to rise across the board. I wonder what impact it has on roadmaps as well, because if you're, if you're Canon and you're going, well, you know, we're struggling to get the R5 to customers, but we the R5 Mark II's in the roadmap, but you know, if you're a customer, you don't want Canon announcing the R5 Mark II if you're still waiting for your R5. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what impact that has. You 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 worry me there slightly. So when you said roadmaps, I thought, well, they're just printed on ordinary paper. They shouldn't be affected. I, I wasn't <laughs> thinking in the in the wider scale. Sorry about that. You yeah, you caught me out of it. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're, yeah, their their plans must be must be put into a bit of disarray especially with um all the all the constraints on on uh on travel and, and on airline routes because a lot of these a lot of this stuff is actually flown around the world isn't it the uh, high-end high-cost equipment doesn't go by sea in a container uh, a lot of it is actually transported by by airlines and if their fuel costs are rising and they can't fly over russia and all that kind of stuff and I'm sure it'll have an, a knock-on effect somewhere. So if you're going to rush out and buy that R3, Ian, now's the time to do it, I would imagine. If no, you can find no one, you know, in, play, in place my, your order and yeah. wait six months, yeah. So. Yeah, no. There's no new camera in my short-term timeline, unfortunately. No. Yeah, that's. A, I think that there's such a vibrant second-hand, cam, uh, uh, second-hand camera market at the moment as well. I mean, it, that's uh, really buoyant. You can get you can get like the r5 almost boxed and someone's looked at it had a few taken a few pictures and then put it back onto the market again yeah, yeah. And, and the wife told them they couldn't afford it so it goes back yeah 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 
Well, look, look, is it look, interesting look. though? I'll, sorry, I was going to say, is it interesting how I wonder how camera manufacturers are thinking about uh, you know the demand is difficult or or the supply is difficult at the moment. But if there's an opportunity to ramp up supply, I wonder how much they have to think or oh, do we rein it in a little bit though? Because you know how many people can afford a camera now, but then how many people can afford a camera in four months time? Because yeah. unfortunately that the cost of living seems to be just going up every month. Yeah. So to, you know, you don't want to produce, you don't want to, on the flip side, you don't want to be the manufacturers and produce too much in four months time. We've got too many cameras and no one can afford to buy them. It's like, yeah, so it's really it's, hard, it's hard thing to do at the minute. If the disposable income becomes too, too, um, too low and there isn't that sort of, uh, money to spend on a on a luxury item when you're talking about what six to eight thousand pound for a for a, a body you know you you've got to be a, a dentist or a doctor to be able to do that haven't you it's uh it's crazy <laughs> you know so um but yeah we'll keep we'll, we'll keep an eye on that um but as i said it, it i think it just has such a knock-on effect i can't quite separate subject quite bizarrely um my son was trying to buy a second-hand car uh, and because you can't buy new cars, there's, there's really shortage on new cars. Secondhand prices have just gone ridiculous, absolutely oh, crazy. Yeah. You know, we you got know. we got absolutely stung at the start of the year. Um, my wife's car, it, it it pretty much died. You know, it was going to cost an awful lot of money, and it was going to be a couple of months before it could get fixed. So I was like, right, let's just give up on that, and we're going to get another car. I wish I'd knew what the second-hand car market was like when I made that decision because we'd already decided to give up on the other one and then we're trying to go shopping for a car and it was like, one, there's hardly any second decent second-hand cars around and two, the, the price of them. It was just like, wow. So, yeah. so as, as you said there, Damien, it might be worthwhile having a look at the second-hand shops and second-hand uh, market if you are looking for some, some kits, especially if you're talking about glass and lenses. I suppose that is the is the place to go unless you have to buy a new uh, Z series lens or uh, R series lens but uh, there's some awfully good stuff out there if you if you have a look around but like Ian I'm, I'm, I'm happy at the moment yeah yes I'd love it if an R5 came my way but uh, at the moment I'm quite happy with what, what I've got and uh, make do it might not have the latest flip out screen and I'm going to have to lie in the mud a few more times just to take the picture <laughs> I can live with that well, the, kind of there's a, a bit of a segue there between news and gear. We were talking uh, in the show about the uh, the Canon M100 and the M200, um, which has got a bit of a roasting in the press for being uh, a poor camera by Canon standards. Uh, and we were kind of saying, well, if you're spending, how much was the, the M200? It's about 489 on wax, right? Yeah. Okay. Five six nine on works. Mm. You know, you're you're getting into lower end smartphone territory. The the iPhone, for example, the iPhone uh, Mini thirteen is six hundred and forty, uh, and for a point and shoot camera, which the M two hundred is in, it hasn't got interchangeable lenses, has it? That one. That's the the G seven. No, it's a fixed lens. It's like a, a fifteen to forty five. Yeah. So lens. you're getting you're getting into the lower end of the uh, Apple range of phones and there's also an awful lot of uh, pretty decent android phones out there for around about that kind of figure so uh it's a strange entry point and especially as i said the the reviews for it uh i think we were looking at amateur photographer were pretty scathing in what they were saying was available for that kind of money from a so-called proper camera um 
but uh, and the iPhone itself is also under uh, quite a lot of scrutiny about the the potential new 14 when it comes out in September having uh, a huge increase in in uh, this camera sensor and this possibly a what do they call it a periscope lens to give it uh, the kind of zoom ranges that uh, oh, yeah. some of the uh, is it the um, Samsung the, extra phones yeah, have the Samsung, yeah, yeah, have, time. yeah optical zoom so that might be, be an interesting shout as well maybe we should look at that as well on the phone well, they are fantastic cameras but the algorithm does tend to it's annoying if you try to take night shots because it it does try and make everything look like daylight and and it does do everything for you which is great but can also be frustrating if you want to get a certain i mean i have tried playing around with the raw setting but the files are massive to get on your phone if you use the raw setting and mm. someone said it's a bit of a pseudo raw which i don't understand on on, on it yeah so that's something we we may come back to and, and look into as well Okay, so we normally uh, have uh, lots of gear to talk about in this section, but it's actually been a dearth of actual new items to really discuss. Um, the thing we found when we were talking earlier was this uh, pinhole camera lens uh, from, is that the name of the company, pinhole camera? Um, it was Fing quite Fingy, Fingy Fi? Thingy yeah, five. I don't understand what 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 is a pinhole lens? What are they trying to achieve? Well, it's it's, it's the old it, it's the old way of, of doing cameras. Just you get a piece of card, put a put a hole in, and the light goes through and produces a picture on the other side. It's a it's a very simple way of uh, producing an image. And and I've I've you can make your own pinhole cameras to attach to your to your camera but you there are some cheap alternatives on the market that you can get with just a hole in and then you just they're good fun you can get the effects done by software as well so if you use uh, um fx um silver fx from uh, the uh, is it the, the the editing software you can produce a pinhole effect but these these are particularly smart looking lenses that are being sold as a pinhole and uh, i have to say um a very very niche market but they talk about having sold ten thousand units in the last five years okay. so some people like uh, a kickstarter um launch to try and uh, develop this up um to get get involved it seems to be a lot of smaller manufacturers are using this method to get the finance in place before they actually mm. commit um so if someone else is paying for the development have you ever used one ian have you got any on for, for your no kit? i've never no i've never done pinhole um i'm sure it's fun to try but i just i can't see the point of having i mean you look at their marketing and they've got you know like a canon 6d a, a sony 7r2 i think it is and then a, a nikon d6 670 i mean these are beefy old professional cameras with yeah. a and then you, yeah, you put a, a funny pinhole lens and on had, the front which so with a pinhole it's going to be limiting it must have a fixed aperture then or does it just have a very limited range of apertures well the, the, the one of the selling points of of this particular lens is um the what they're saying is the pinhole pro max comes with different aperture sizes so you can actually adjust the, the size of the pinhole but you're talking you know point 
points of a millimeter adjustment. Um, but yeah, it's um, I, not I belong, my cup of tea. But. Yeah, I belong to a Flickr group that um, sets challenges and pinhole comes up as a challenge, and you just get some black cardboard and cut it and make a hole in and tape it onto the front of your camera. And with a bit of trial and error, you can get quite a nice picture. But the trick is, is making sure you control the amount of light coming in. And uh, also, it, if you have it, you've got to be careful because there is a there's a fine line between the thing being too dark and a, a point source of light or getting a more general exposure to it. So uh, it's fun to do, but it doesn't. I'm not quite sure I spend all that money to, no. to on a on a professional pinhole lens. Yeah, very strange. Yep, not my cup of tea at all. Okay. And, um, and as the... you said, Martin, there's quite a few lenses, just in case, just before we get shot down, there's quite a few lenses being um, released, but uh, they're sort of, um, I think Sony's released a few and a couple of the other have released them. And the, uh, the, a couple of prime lenses have come out, but, but for me, I don't know what Ian thinks. Um, I've not really looked at them because I'm quite happy with my my lenses at the moment. So I've not been given any to have a go with yet. Yeah, I haven't seen anything in the in the gear that's. I've, I think from what I have seen, that has been released. It's just manufacturers adding to the lineup. There's nothing that, that I've gone. Oh, that's something a bit different. Um, you know, it's it's just been stuff that's maybe an iteration of something that's already been done previously. So. Yeah, nothing terribly exciting at the moment. I suppose one of the problems for the for the manufacturers of, of lenses is that the the bodies can change quite a bit, quite radically over time or even a short period of time. But lenses are lenses, and if you've got a good prime lens or a good zoom lens, or, you know you're not going to change that on a regular basis. So um, I'm sure some cynics out there would say that's part of the reason why. Canon and Nikon change their mounts so they could create a whole new range of lenses for you to to upgrade. Well, that would be pretty cynical, wouldn't it? Um, but a, a lot of the new lenses are being uh, released for the new form factors. And we did read that Canon have have, have said uh, in response to an inquiry, were they going to release any more uh, old EOS lenses? And I said, oh, of course we are, but we haven't got anything on this the, the roadmap. So. Yeah, I think they're trying to entice people into obviously the new camera bodies, which is what they want to sell. So again, you mentioned it earlier on, Damon. It's it's well worth trawling around the secondhand shops. Uh, there's some good stuff out there, um, and with more and more as with more and more people changing over to the new formats, they are um, they're not all compatible, are they, Ian? Um, like Canon EOS lenses uh, don't you can't you can't mount them on the new R, R range at all. Um, with an adapter, with an adapter, you can. And you can't yeah. mount the you can't but you can't mount the R end lenses on an EOS, can you? I haven't no. I haven't done a back. I haven't Not that I'm aware of, no, back. because the the mount is bigger on the RF, I believe, than yeah. on the EF. Yeah. So you have the, the and the adapter screws up all the focusing points, doesn't it? To uh, on on where the mirror where the lens where the sorry, the sensor is in the two different bodies. So so yeah, yeah, so if you've got an older style camera like me, I've got a 6D, um, I routinely look around the shops and see if there's anything out there. But I suppose like most, but over years I've got, what, half a dozen, what, four or five lenses? What more, what other lens do I take, you know? I can take lousy shots with all the lenses I've got now. I don't really <laughs> go and need to buy a new lens just to take even more lousy shots on a new lens. It's, uh, you know. 
Right. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Um, the other one we saw of interest was uh, funny. Going back to Canon, the Canon G7. We looked at that uh, uh, last month. That's been released by Canon. Um, anyone have any camera. thoughts on this? It's a. Is that? It's a mirrorless camera, isn't it? With a. It's a compact. It? Ah. It's a vlogger. It's very much a vlogger's camera, but it, it's a Mark III. Looks really nice. It's a good piece of kit for the money, uh, but you're very close to the the phone market on it um so it, it, it's a really tight market the compact camera market at the moment because you've got the sony um in there you've got the canon and you've got all um food you make there 100 series so there's a and the rico one has come out as well because you you've got the yeah, fuji 100 haven't you damien that's right, but that's yeah. a fixed lens, and and I've really grown in grown into it. I like it a lot, yeah. so I use it. It's very nice to put in the pocket and go out with. Yeah, and sometimes, fine. I I get pictures of my iPhone, and and they're really good. But I quite like the color, and I like the raw file that I can play around with 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 this with the Fuji camera. Got any 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 small camera bodies? Um, Ian, do you use any uh, any? Any camera like that, it's all all DSLs for you, isn't it? No, yeah. I um, obviously I have my iPhone with me, but if I'm going out to do photography, my mindset is I want the the best tool for it. If you see what I mean, so yeah. I'm happy to lug around the the digital SLR. Um, well, I've, I... I've I've often been tempted with something in between, but I often think, well, how often would I use it? Um, because if I'm going out, as I say, if I'm going out to do photography, I'm, I'm happy to lug the, you know, mm. the, the Canon around and the appropriate lens or lenses. Depending and as you, on as you mentioned, if you've got, sorry, I started doing it. Um, as you mentioned, uh, you've got a thousand pound point and shoot ca uh, camera in your pocket already on your phone. So it's, mm. yeah, yeah. Damien, I, I like that? the it's the street photography stuff. So, I mean, if you're on, if you're on the street, you don't want to be um, getting into your bag and then pulling out your uh, Canon 5D Mark IV because somebody will see you. But uh, quite, nobody bats an eyelid with an iPhone. But even getting your compact out, people do sort of notice a little bit what you're doing. But if you take an iPhone picture, no one notices what you, at all what you're doing. But I quite like the compact for the street. So I'm going out around the jewellery quarter on Tuesday with a friend and I'll just take the the uh, Fuji camera out with me and yeah. have a great time with that. And to be honest, well, you can't you can't beat the iPhone for video. If you want to take a short, quick bit of video, the, the camera, the, I've got an iPhone 12, and the stuff that that takes, the quality that produces is just knocks your sock off. Yeah, it's great. And, and one of the things I think we're going to go on to, I, I won't say what our next topic is i'll let ian introduce that but it's always good fun to go out with a camera you haven't used before or a lens you're not comfortable with like the nifty 50 or something like that and be stuck with it and have to take pictures with it because it does make you think you have to mm -hmm. you have to use your feet as the zoom and you have to realize you how you're going to take the picture so sometimes that can be quite a fun challenge to yourself to do that Okay, so as we often say to you uh, each week, guys, if you see anything out there you'd like us to have a look at or any news item you think we should be discussing, please send it in. Let us know in the comments or send us an email uh, and we will be very happy to, to look at it and uh, talk it over and uh, discuss it uh, for you.
what I'd like to show you now is a recording we made a couple of weeks ago where we were talking about the effects of well-being that photography can uh, bring about. This was brought about by a local magazine article uh, and we were, it led to a discussion about camera photography and well-being. So I hope this piece is interesting for you. So tonight we're going to talk about, uh, in our topic section, about photography and kind of like well-being, uh, the whole, the whole uh, attitude towards that. We have a couple of stories we want to discuss uh, and the guys are going to bring up their, their views on it as well. But basically it's photography as a hobby, uh, as a, in some cases a, a, some people use it as a semi-career. But it, it's what photographer can do for you. I'm, I'm sure uh, the guys here will tell you, I've done it myself, sometimes you just take your camera, take your gear and go off for the day and just, you know, be away on your own, take, looking for that nice shot, taking some photographs um, and kind of letting all the troubles around the world and in your life just melt away for that time when you can I find if I if I'm actually concentrating on photo on the photograph and the settings and what I'm trying to do then I'm not thinking about the mortgage or the debt collectors or anything else that's going on in the background um, we're going to start off with a story here um, from uh, John Bray uh, John was uh, we had him on the show last year uh, he's a uh, reporter photographer in the Birmingham area, works a lot with the BBC, uh, Damo knows him very well, um, and he did this article here, I'm showing you, um, about um, a photographer who says taking pictures saved my life. Um, uh, Neil Catley, who runs the Confidence Through Photography page on Facebook, was part of a group that used to meet in Coventry for coffee and photo walks. Um, it's a very interesting article and I'd advise you to go and have a look on the website and you can see a lot of the photographs is taken and it goes into more detail. But uh, John's written a good article about it. Um, Damo, you, you had a chance to look at this in more detail. Yes, it's, a, it's, it's an article that just shows the, the well-being effect that you can have by taking photographs, the social aspect of it. And this was a, a very loose-knit group that went out before the pandemic and... Uh, trying to get it back in back into gear where they went around Coventry uh, taking pictures um, chatting and um, making friends um, looking at various things and share, sharing their photographs etc and it, it's showing the good the really good side of photography and and I personally find, think that is a really good good story and uh, just shows what you can do with the photography side. I'm not a member of a photo um, society or a photo club, and maybe um, a light on how that brings out things, but some people just don't join clubs. They quite like, they're not this strong commitment that a club might give. They like the fact that they can just meet over coffee and I take it or leave it type of thing. So this article is just showing that, um, how it has helped him with this to, 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 to to, to see problems and lose problems, but just getting absorbed, as you said, you said, Martin, in the photography aspect of it. And there's some good pictures of Coventry in there as well. Ian? Yeah, I think yeah, there was another article, BBC, they're quite close together, another BBC one where this you know, chap from uh, Yorkshire who was who basically said that photography saved him from, from alcohol. Um, so, so I, I just found it interesting the fact that you know these two articles came up with a similar sort of theme, um, 
you know, in, in quite in quite close proximity, and and I can you know do you know what I can relate to that, um, because you know whilst I wouldn't say I you know I suffer from from mental health, you know, with just the, the general stresses of of everyday life, you know, photography is my my outlet, and you know I look forward to just being able to go out with a camera and switch off. You know, when I yeah you, you don't switch off straight away, but when you when you find something that you know sparks your interest and you start getting into it everything else just it then it just becomes about that and everything else just sort of does go to the background for in that point in that point in time and that for me that's why in photography that that's the bit that i enjoy the most the editing side of it and that and the, the social media side of it is not as enjoyable for me but the being the in the moment with the camera is the best bit you know even this shot behind me being you know on holiday you know i wandered down the beach and the, and the kids and the wife were down the other end of the beach freezing sitting around waiting for me <laughs> and i just got lost i just got lost in the moment i was there for ages <laughs> yeah. yeah um and of course we had a little bit of it ourselves uh in the uh, in the lockdown when we started um, uh, a series of photographs about uh, the first one was was bubbles, wasn't it? Of uh, bubbles in, in oil, and then milk drops, and then close-ups, and so within our little Slack group that we have, um, or it it became uh, a little rabbit hole that a lot of us disappeared down and spent hours doing it. Some of the, you know, you you you'd get it, you get it just almost right, and then you'd tinker for the next what hour or so, trying to get it absolutely perfect, and uh, that was. That was quite a, a way of relieving the boredom and the stress of being locked down. That was, uh, I'm sure we all experienced that and how, how bad that could be. So if you ramp that then up, and as you say, if someone, if someone could, can use photography rather than a, a, bottle of, a bottle of whiskey or something like that as a way of coping, that, that, that's, a, that's a good way to go, I think. Um, of course, the friendly side of it, you mustn't start to let it consume you and consume you that you've got to feel you've got to keep doing it and you've got to then get the, um, the so-called likes or the praise for doing it. And that means that you carry on going and and you've got it. I always listen to um, Ian and Neil say you do it because you enjoy it and what you're doing, you enjoy it, enjoy it. And and if and that's what it's all about to enjoy it and to have a social record of your own social record not anybody else's social record yeah you you don't want to start it letting the stress of trying to produce that award-winning shot or in my case a moonshot start changing it from becoming a a welcoming thing to do as to drive you absolutely nuts that it won't work you can't get it so uh yeah i'm, I'm sure that it could easily go the other side but um um Especially, I think, is it? I know, I know, you love your street photography, uh, Damien, um, uh, and Ian, you you love the landscape side of it. Um, it, it. Can that be? That must be. I would imagine fairly relaxing, being in a uh, a nice situation like that, looking out over some beautiful scenery and stuff like that. Must must have a calming effect, or or does that does that gloss over you in the sense that you're you're trying to get the photograph? No, definitely. Um, I'd, I'd say for me, it's not just it isn't just the photography. I, you know, I like I particularly like the walking side of it, and as you say, just being out in in nature. You know, you know, even if you don't take a a picture, just being out. So photography 
gives me that excuse to to go out if you see what i mean yeah yeah we all we all spent some hours wandering around trying to find mushrooms didn't we <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a that was an, an entertaining couple of hours when i was trying to find a mushroom and i there's certainly been a big advance in the in the uh, liking of photography because people have all got their own mobile phones and I, even in our village in our on our town there's a lot of people taking pictures and putting them up and uh, and, it's, and it's fun to see and that but I also run a um, I'm also administer a group within Birmingham and, and there's many people who are desperate to get their photographs featured absolutely desperate. And um, that becomes a bit more difficult to manage, as uh, you just got to you just got to have some people take good photographs, and and you can't be there all the time taking good photographs unless you're someone like the Richard Foxes of the world or something like that. But you can't be there every day making um, brilliant photographs. It, it's uh, but some people feel that they get underrepresented, and uh, it, it's difficult to to manage their own. Uh, expectation or, or, or you know the tricks of the trade so you can get your photograph on bbc weather whenever you're you time it just that's, right that's, don't you, even that's difficult now even that's difficult now because uh there are everybody is really enjoying taking photographs at the moment the lockdown really put an explosion of photographers out there yeah 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 and uh it's something i want to try and push on uh, this I, i'd like to uh invite all our viewers uh, to send us in some of your photographs that you've taken uh, which you feel uh, sum up how you were feeling at the time or where you were at the time uh, to promote that idea of well-being so yeah please if you if you've got some photographs we're not going to be super critical that they don't have to be award-winning photographs like the, the two guys here send us in i just want to see some of your photographs uh, that you you enjoyed taking uh, and led to to you having an enjoyable photographic experience. So um, again, I'll put, I'll put notes at the end of the show for for where you can send them to. Uh, and I'm sure Ian and Damon and Neil will send in one or two as they always do. So what um, what do you have to avoid as pitfalls though, um, Ian, to to make sure it doesn't become um, a real pain photography? Um, I, well, I think Damo is hitting that on the head. I, I learned the lesson a few years ago trying to you know i was I, I fell down this rabbit hole of you know having a facebook page and how many followers can i get to and celebrating a milestone when you get to so many followers and it's a it's a dangerous road to go down um i think that i think i think i like that's why i like the printer so much because it's take the picture edit it print it for me i'm not doing it for anyone else um I do have a love-hate relationship with so I do share stuff on social media because there is a there is a benefit to it. But if you if you're sharing it just to see how many likes and comments you can get, that's personally I think it's a it's a dangerous rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. We had great fun uh, during half term week. We took one of the grandchildren to Tricor Zoo, and then we took all three of them to the West Midland Safari Park, and uh, I, I found trying to take pictures of the long lens with children crawling all over and knocking you and whatever it was a bit, a bit difficult but I got some reasonable pictures out at the end of it and then we printed we printed them out 
and then put them in a little book, <laughs> put them in a little book for each of them. And they absolutely love it. And it's now it's now starting to print out little pictures of their weekends and they put them in there and they're, they're, they're you know, simple pleasures. It's going back to basics. Some friends asked me to take some photographs of their young daughter. Uh, they wanted some portraits of her. And they want we were off and they wanted to go off into the woods and do some photographs and that. And uh, so the first thing I did was um, I gave the camera to little Tracy. She was what about six, and like I could see the mum and dad going uh, like this, <laughs> right? But I, I put it around her neck and I made sure. But let her play with it for a couple of minutes, and she was looking at it and taking pictures of mummy and daddy and all that sort of stuff. So when it came to time for her to take the for me to take the photographs of the three of them, she was so much more relaxed as she could see what mm. I was doing. Um, and actually, fact, she took an absolutely blinding picture of her mum. Um, they, they, they were so so in love with it; they had it mounted and blown up as well. And you and you um, went look at this great picture I took of you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course I did. Yeah, um, but it was just it was it, it it turned into a really enjoyable hour or so where we were just out in a, the local woods here taking some photographs with her, and we got some delightful photographs of her with her with her mum and dad. Um, have you asked? Well, have you asked her for any tips on moonshots? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I could do so. Yeah, I should do that. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Dama, yeah, you you were mentioning there about the the pitfalls of becoming too competitive and and worrying about it. Don't don't worry about likes or dislikes. If if you're happy with the photograph or you're you enjoy taking it, even just if the photograph doesn't come out. The fact that you went and took it and had the time to take with that, um, that's great. That's what photography's about. Um, I am not quite competitive with my photographs, but I you know. You can be, yes. But, but I know that if that one doesn't work, I just put it in my mind and I move on to something else. Yeah. I don't get hung up over it. I leave it, I park it and move on and have fun doing something else. Uh, some people can't park it. You, you've got to, you've got to, you know, some people get really wrapped up in it and then that's where the what do they say in gambling when the fun when the when the fun, the fun stops, stops stop. Stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that's why i stopped about 40 years ago um, <laughs> uh, um ian you know i know you you, you do like taking photographs and and, and and entering um competitions but do you find that your the a lot of your competition entries are are not when you've been trying to take a competition photograph is it just something that comes about naturally and you think, oh, I could actually use that? Or is it, right, I'm going to take an award-winning photograph of a landscape scene today to go into next No, I mean, if it's, there's sort of two different camps for me. With, for, the, for the camera club, we have, a, we have very specific sort of themes. So I will attempt to take a photograph for that theme. But if it's for something like, I don't know, say Landscape Photographer of the Year, I don't go out. Generally, I don't go out with a with a purpose. I will just look through maybe what I've taken over the last six to twelve months and go, yeah, I, I really like that image. That may work for for this particular competition. I, I rarely, apart from the the, the camera club, I, I don't go out with the purpose of taking um, competition images. I mean, there is a couple of images that I got on the Isle of Wight that were completely. Um, by chance but actually they are that good I think that I'm, they may find their way to a competition one day but 
Yeah, I don't go out with this whole purpose. Just I, I do. I go out because I do it for me. And the other thing is, sometimes what, what I think is very good is completely different to what other people think. And some of the things that I throw out, I think are fantastic. Well, nothing happens. And my walk on, I did a walk around Birmingham. Oh, I'm coming back and it was really rainy. And I took loads of pictures and put the sum up on the social media. And I got some some nice reaction, exact, exact, and that. And then I look, a few days later, I looked back and I had, oh, I had a really nice shot. Maybe I black and white this, and I thought, well, it's all, all right, but I've got to put something up today because I always quite like putting it up into Instagram. And people said, that's fantastic. And I thought, no, it's not. That's not the shot that I, <laughs> that's, that's not fantastic in my mind. That was one that I played around with and uh, I disregarded at first, right? Why are you saying that's fantastic? And so, it's, so it's, it, I, it, often on the I don't know about you, Ian and, and Martin. I'm a bad judge of my own photographs. Mm. Oh no, I'm I'm a very good judge. Quite certainly, most of them are just rubbish. <laughs> but they just they just don't work. That's a that's an easy one to do. That moment. So the occasional one, I, I'm I'm halfway decent with. Okay, uh, let's. So we haven't got Neil here because he'll be he'll be picking up all these, and next next week we'll have seen them all on the Z9 being taken. All all these ideas. Yeah, I know we talk about a lot here about all the gear and the various bits and pieces, but in actual fact, it's nothing really to do with the gear, is it? It's uh, it's getting out there uh, to take the photograph, um, to enjoy the actual process of, of, of photography. Um, that's why you like wandering around the streets um, so much, isn't it, Damo? Doing what, sorry? Wandering around the streets, street, yeah. taking your, your 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 camera shots. So that's great. It's not just street photography, but I do quite care. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a bold street photographer. Some other people. Um, there are. I should send you some pictures. There's a uh, there's a, a guy that I know. Two guys I know well um, in in Birmingham, and they went to Atherston where they throw this ball in the street, and everybody has to fight to get hold of the ball and. Is out on the street for about four hours, and the last man holding the ball at five o'clock wins the competition. And then they've got some fantastic pictures of people, but they could almost have broken their cameras with all the melee that was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, guys, so um, a very interesting conversation there, and I hope uh, our, our viewers and listeners uh, have taken some some uh, some of that to heart. Uh, by all means, you know, use photography uh, as a find of crutch or fall back or other position if, if that's what you need uh, and by all means you're welcome to come to any of us here um, or in the slack room to uh, uh, have a chat and talk i'd like to say a quick mention to our sponsors tso hosts who provide all the services that we need to get these shows out to you all uh, they provide all the server bandwidth we need uh, as well as support for our systems they're a great company to work with i have my own site with them uh, and if you need anything to do with web design um, domain names, hosting, anything like that at all, please contact them. And if you mention BTN20, they'll even give you a big discount off your off your first orders. Our other main sponsor here is iMen Max here in Birmingham, who uh, are able to service and repair uh, and upgrade any Apple kit or Apple machines that you've got. Uh, and they can even provide some really good refurbished machines with an excellent, excellent value for money. Um, and they deal with any kind of problem actually that's a nice bunch of guys just give them a ring if you have an issue uh, anything to do with your your max and i'm sure they can help you out okay guys thanks very much uh, for tonight um ian where can uh, people get hold of you if they want to be in contact 
Yeah, ianlewisphoto.co.uk, which um, TSO pulled, pulled, twisted my arm and, and got me to upgrade to, I don't really understand it, but they've got a, a super cloud hosting thing and it, it is faster actually. They, they promised me it'd be faster okay. and uh, it is. So go check it out. There used to be a little bit of a, when you first went to it, it used to be a bit of a delay in, in loading, but now it just, it does seem to be quicker. So yeah, that's good. That's I can good. thoroughly, re- thoroughly recommend them. Yeah, I, I have the reverse problem. Uh, for some reason, my site got tagged by Google as a potentially uh, scammy site, and they've blocked all Ooh. access to it. And it's proven a nightmare to get to get it back to get them to take off that. I've been onto TSO, and there's nothing they can do. Once Google mark you as a scan site, you've mm. got to get Google to do it. So it's proved a nightmare. So yeah, so. Yeah, it's, if it's working out better for you, good. Mine certainly is not faster or slower. It's stopped dead. Bang. So <laughs> work on that. Uh, Damien, where can people get hold of you if they want to be in contact? Well, I'm on Instagram as Damo Damo. And if you look at the go in, there's a few links on the Damo Damo header. So go from there. Okay, lovely. Uh, if you want to get hold of me, my name's Martin Kelly. You can get hold of me at martinkellyatmac.com. Um, and we're all in the BT uh, uh, Slack rooms. Uh, under various names and non-deplumes and the link here if you want to join just send an email to this link saying hello i want to come in and we'll get you into the slack room and you can chat and talk to us uh, whenever you want okay so good night from all of us here we'll see you soon bye now good night good night bye guys